My brother, your marriage has a 100% chance of success if you do it God's way. So today's topic is the question, is a man who is diligently pursuing the idea that he is called to be an elite level Ephesians 5.25 husband, in other words, a man who models Jesus inside of his marriage, a guy who is willing to suffer in his wife's place. When she's the one who deserves to suffer, he will take that suffering on himself so he can protect her from having to suffer. And a man who is willing to suffer with his wife, even if he is not suffering, the fact that she is suffering causes him to suffer, and so she doesn't have to suffer alone. And is a man who is able to serve his wife without any, and I mean zero, absolutely no expectation of that service being returned. And is a man who is able to forgive his wife a thousand times a second if that's what it takes so that as he is suffering for her and serving her without expectation of the being returned and forgiving her, he looks at her as Ephesians 5.26 reminds and commands us without spot or wrinkle. In other words, that she is loved and she is safe. And I want to tell you, man, there are so many guys out there who want to pollute the social media feeds with comments that a man who ascribes to this way of life is a cuck or a simp or an incel. All of these millennial terms, or man, if they were terms in my generation, I don't know. I never really heard them or paid attention, but it's like, it doesn't matter, man. See, Okay, here's, here's what I've been saying for a long, long time. I've been saying this for decades. Like the exact same thing you do for your wife, she is going to see one of three ways. So let's take something that everybody's familiar with, whether it's doing the dishes for her or rubbing her feet or putting gas in her car. Now, there is a, a version of the, the unseen part of the marriage. There is a version of a man who does these things to gain his wife's approval and acceptance. In other words, he's trying to buy her favor, her love, her interest behind closed doors, her ability to turn away from thoughts of divorce or separation with these acts of service, which is another thing I could go on and on about. This, this whole idea of five love languages, it's 1% of the 100% that a woman needs to feel loved by her husband. But let's say that he knows that her love language is acts of service. So he goes out and he, he washes her car without, without her expectation, without her telling him, without her, without her asking him. Now, if this man tends to be kind of an angry, manipulative, and, and I will say most of the men attracted to this channel, the high achieving performers, the professionals, the doctors, the lawyers, the surgeons, the business owners, the entrepreneurs, the CPAs, the architects, the, the, the high end computer programmers, all of the men who are driven to succeed and achieve, like what we have underneath us what, that, that fuels a lot of that success is often anger. And so if we're going to fill her car up or go get it washed and we're going to do it, the thing is, man, is like she has this detector. She can detect what your heart is in this transaction. She can detect who you are and how you're feeling and what you're thinking and, and, what, and, and, and how all of these things are coming together as, as far as your beliefs about her. So if you're that guy and you know you're in trouble in your marriage or you're trying to score some points in your marriage, what do you do? You go fill her car up with gas or you go get it washed. 
and instantaneously she sees it as self-serving, manipulative, and monster behavior. It's dominating and controlling. How do you, who, who are you to just take my car and go get it washed? How did you even know I wanted it washed? Maybe for some reason I didn't want it washed, and, and now you're taking my choices away from me. You are a bad, bad husband. You are the monster, and that's why I'm leaving you. So, man, when, when you talk about this stuff, is that who these internet trolls are calling a cuck or a simp or an insult? I don't think so. What I think is that these internet trolls are calling the opposite of that monster, the cuck and the, the um, simp and the incel, and I call that the mama's boy. This is a guy who knows he's, he's losing ground in his marriage and he doesn't know what else to do. So he's basically begging her to love him with acts of service or by trying to get along or by not arguing with her or, or by maybe just saying he'll make it better, saying things will get better, saying that it'll change. And he has no real intention and no real ability to change. He doesn't have a system. He doesn't have a brotherhood. He doesn't have a transformational coach. All he does is gives her lip service to get her to shut up in the moment because he's just not man enough to take it. And so is that guy a cuck? Is that guy a simp? Is that guy an incel? I'm not sure I understand those terms completely, but here's what I know. The feeling that I get when I read those posts and, and when I see those words and hear those words and speak those words is that yes, that guy is a simp, he is a cuck, and he is an incel. But that is not what I promote, brothers. I do not promote doing this to dig yourself out of a hole with your wife. I do not promote doing this to try to buy her love or beg for her love. I do not, prevent, I do not promote doing this from some kind of a platform where, where you don't think you can do any better. Like you're terrified she's going to leave. And so you'll emasculate yourself and you'll succumb and you will, you will, you will do whatever she says and she, you will let her walk all over you. Like if that's you, that is not what I teach. So let's be very clear here. What am I teaching? What I'm teaching is for you to be the man. That is not the monster. That is not the mama's boy. The man is the guy who does these things, not for her, not out of fear of losing her and not out of attempting to please her in order to gain her favor. He does these things for Jesus. He does these things for Jesus because Jesus did them for him. A guy who someday he wakes up and he understands that there, you know what? He's trapped in the prison of his own mind. Like all he understands is me, me, me and my ego and my needs and what I want and what I don't like and what I like. And why won't she follow the program and, and give me what I want? And one day he wakes up and he realizes that's not what this life is about. This life is not just about how much can I get. This life is so much more about how much can I give? How can I become a man who is unconditionally loving, unconditionally kind, unconditionally forgiving, unconditionally sacrificial, unconditionally willing to suffer for my wife and my kids, even if they brought the suffering on themselves, put it on my shoulders. They're big enough to handle it. And a guy who does this because he loves his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he wants to do right by Jesus. He wants to follow that example. He wants to become more like Jesus. He wants to get sanctified. And he looks at his marriage as a tool for how to do that. He looks at his marriage for a tool that's going to uncover every bad and weak and monster-like behavior inside him. 
And so when it gets hard and, and he's got to take garbage off of his wife and he knows he doesn't deserve it. And, and when she's in a bad mood and when she's snapping at him and when she's falsely accusing him and he is responding with an environment that says you are safe in this space, you are loved in this space, you are enough in this space, your feelings are valid. I understand to some degree what you're feeling. I understand that I contributed to that. And it's my job as the man to not be that. It's my job as the man to be a better version of who I showed up as because every day I make progress on my own path of sanctification. And every day I become more like Jesus, which makes me stronger, not weaker, more lion-like, less cuck-like, more king-like, less simp-like. Do, do you guys understand? And probably if you're watching this, you're not the one trolling me on social media saying those things because the guys who are trolling me on social media and saying those things are the guys who are in fact the actual cucks and the incels and the, the whatever the other and the simps. Right, man? It's because if, if you can do this, it takes the strongest man in the world. It takes, you have got to build a frame of Im, unbreakable, impenetrable certainty around who you are as a man to be able to look at her, know she's wrong, know she's the one who deserves to be paying and suffering in this moment, know that she's the one who brought these bad emotions on herself. And look, man, I'm not saying there aren't plenty of times when you're wrong. I'm not saying there aren't plenty of times when you brought the suffering on her, but I'm saying to be the strongest man in the room when she is suffering and it's her own doing, it's her own. And I'm not saying she's stupid, man, but we all have stupid moments. We all have those, those dumb moments where we leave our keys or we, we lock ourselves out of the house or, you know, we, we, somebody reminds us, you better do this. And if you don't, you're going to pay. And we're like, yeah. And, and then, then we don't do it. So we all have this stupidity. And so here's the thing, man, when your wife is suffering because of her own stupidity, because of her own idiocy, the same way that you and I have her own human mistakes, her own sin, her own error, her own lack of judgment, her own lack of knowledge. And now she's suffering. And now she's got attitude with you because she's in a bad mood. She's in a bad place. She's looking for you as the man, the leader and the king to rise up and actually give her a better feeling emotionally to help pull her out of that pit and lift her towards the light. She needs your unbreakable certainty, your unbreakable bliss, your unbreakable love and kindness and patience and forgiveness and acceptance and seeing the best in her and giving her the benefit of the doubt so that she can leave this interaction feeling better. She came in feeling bad and she had an interaction with you and she feels better. And you don't deserve any of this, man, other than the fact that God put this woman with you and told you to tend her and keep her. God put this woman with you and told you that you're the head of her. God put this woman with you and told you that you are to love her the way that Christ loved the church, which is agape love. It is not sensual. It is not sexual. It is not romantic. It is not condition-based. It is not what is in it for me. It is sacrificial. It is willing to suffer. It is servant type of love. It is forgiving love when she doesn't do it back. That is not a simp. That is not a cuck. That is not an incel. That is a man. That is when your wife tells you to be the man. That's what she's telling you, brother. She's telling you to be that guy. Now, is it hypocritical? Come on, man. You can't do it for her as you're watching this video and you expect her to do it for you. But here's the thing, man. Does Ephesians 5.25 say wives love your husband as, as Christ loved the church? 
No, brother. It doesn't say that. It says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. You are called to this. If she's a believer, she's read the scripture, she knows that she's trying to hold you accountable to it. If she's not a believer, she still believes it because God still created her. So she already knows that's what she wants and needs in a man. So all she's doing is telling you to do your job. Do your job. And so the guy who is able to do his job, he does not go around refusing to suffer in her place, refusing to suffer with her, refusing to serve her or refusing to serve her without keeping score and expectation that it's all coming back to him. He does not go around refusing to forgive her when she doesn't do this stuff back. No, the cuck, the simp, the incel, he's keeping score, man. This is, this is, this is equal. How about women's lib? How about feminism? How about, you know what? We're all, we're all, you know, the same here. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. So, you know what? I'm not going to suffer for her if she did something stupid. Let her, she made her bed and let her lie in it. I'm not going to suffer with her if she's suffering, whether it's because something she did or something she had no control over. Man, too bad for her. I'm going to go play video games or watch football or go, go hunting or fishing or something. He's not going to serve her without expectation of getting served. He's going to make deals with her. I'll do this for you if you'll do that for me. And it wasn't you who was supposed to do the dishes last week. And so now it's my turn, but I'm not doing them because you didn't do them last week. And then as far as forgiving her, he's counting every little grievance. He's counting every little offense. And he's keeping track of it, man. He's not forgiving her. And then all of a sudden, all of these, these, these cuck-like, all of these simp-like, all of these incel-like behaviors, they start piling up. And before you know it, it's like, it's like brothers, I'm going to tell you, it's like, a, it's like a toilet that somebody is getting sick in and that it's clogged up. And you keep putting more and more and more gross stuff in there and you keep trying to flush it and it's not going down. Eventually, all this stuff is coming up and it's coming all over the floor and it's getting all over you. You treat your wife. The opposite of how Christ loved the church, and it's going to come vomiting over you. As a matter of fact, if you are listening to this or watching this, you are probably in the space where you have not been that guy for your wife. And now the toilet is overflowing and she wants a separation or she wants a divorce or she's just not happy or she's not meeting your most important needs. And we know what that is, brothers. And she's telling you to go take care of it yourself, even with if it's another woman, because she is done. And there's even been some guys who I've worked with. Their wife said that and she said, but I'm not going to divorce you. So I'm going, to pour, I'm going to force you to be in a position of, of, of having to figure out, do I choose adultery or do I choose celibacy? I mean, if your wife is in a bad place, man, it's because you have not been loving her like Christ loved the church. And now let me tell you something, man. We have uncovered more than a hundred layers of what that means. Layer one is what we've been talking about. Here are certain, you know, suffer with her, suffer for her, serve without expectations, forgive her when, when she doesn't do it for you. There's 99 more layers you need to do if you're not doing them and all this stuff comes vomiting all over you. If you are a simp or a cuck or an incel, you will then roll over 
Let her get away with her bad behavior. Let her walk all over you. You will, you will, you, you will act like you forgive her for her emotional boyfriend or for her affair or, or her, her spending twenty or $30,000 by signing a one-year lease on an apartment and furnishing it and putting the dishes and the pots and the pans and the internet connection and everything else in there. And you will beg her to come back and you will tell her that you'll do the dishes and you will tell her that everything she does is okay with you. Because that's what Simpson cucks and incels do. But understand the difference, man. The same woman who moved out and spent $30,000 to do so, the same woman who had an emotional or physical boyfriend, the same woman who said or did horrible things to her husband, if that guy understands that this marriage is an indication of his failure to serve Jesus in the way that Jesus loved and served him, and that he as a man, his sole purpose, his duty, and his responsibility, and his solemn obligation on this earth is to actually become more like Jesus, and this is the shining moment for him to do so. So he will, like a man, he will work through this and he will find a way to forgive her for Christ's sake, first and foremost, and then for her sake, secondly, and then for his children's sake, thirdly, and then for his own sake, fourthly, and then he will work through this and understand where he has failed to be the man in the past. And then he will become that man, that man who ascends his inner king, that man who becomes so strong emotionally that her emotional storms are no longer his emotional storms. Her emotional storms are quelled by his bliss and his joy and his certainty. So that in every interaction, the 59 60ths of the conversation, which is the unseen, and the nonverbal, it is the love coming into him from the Holy Spirit and being reflected out of him. It, it makes her feel warm and open and soft and loved and cared for and like you're compassionate and you're kind. Like, like, like she walks into the room and she just, she feels it, man, through the, the electromagnetic energy off of your heart, from, from the smell of your sweat, from the pheromones, and she just picks up on it that I am safe and loved here. I am forgiven here. I am valued here. I am seen here. I am held here. I am cherished here. I am nurtured here. I am nourished here. And when she feels that with her body, then whatever she says and whatever you say now carries so much more weight and you're able to work through these issues and you're able to forgive her for her bad behavior and you're able to look inwardly at your own, see it for what it is, sin, it is always sin, see that sin, invite the Holy Spirit to sanctify it so that you can become a more confident, happier man with an ego that is being torn down more and more every day and a, and a wall of pride being torn down more and more every day so that she can see inside you. Let's call this intimacy into me see. She can see your heart, man, and she can feel it. And what she feels in there is not cuck. What she feels in there is not simp. What she feels in there is not incel. What she feels in there is love. She feels Christ-like love. She feels the love that God programmed her to want more than anything as a wife. She feels a lion. She feels a man. She feels a king. She feels a sheep dog, not a sheep. Do you see the difference here, brother? Do you see how you can forgive her for her affair or invite her back home after she's been living with another man as the strength of Christ? 
I mean, look at this, man. What did Jesus do to the guys who were nailing him to the cross? He had the power to make them twist and, and writhe in agony. He had the power to make them go blind. He had the power to make their hearts explode out of their mouth or their guts turn inside out with a thought or a word. Did he do it? No. Did he forsake them? No. No, man. And that's what I'm saying. When people put on my social media ads, if she's in another man's house and you let her home, you're a cuck. It was Jesus? No, he wasn't. You know what he did? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They're locked in the prison of their own minds. They don't know any better. So how can I, how can I, how can I, how can I hurt them in response? How can I leave them in response? How can I forsake them in response? Especially when I love them. Do you see the parallel, brother? I, I, I hope you're seeing this. So you ascend as that inner king. And then what do you do after that? Well, here's the thing, man. It does not say anywhere in the Bible that your wife is to marry a carbon copy of Jesus, just that you are to love her as Christ loved the church. She needs a flesh and blood husband. She needs an elite level husband. You did not marry a bargain basement wife. You married an incredible woman. God gave you this gift. He gave you this beautiful, precious gift of an incredible woman. And, and, and her needs have been growing every day since the day you got married. And, and so is her ability to return that love and that value. And the thing is, is like now she has expectations. She has expectations that are years or decades ahead of when you met. She has years and, ex and, and expectations that you have, have actually accomplished what you meant to on your Christian walk. That you were supposed to be getting sanctified over these years and decades of your marriage. But she didn't expect you to abdicate that responsibility to her or to completely be derelict in that duty. And so now you find yourself in a position where you need to actually collapse years or decades of work, both on the inside and your Christian walk so that you can actually, man, if, if you're not like Christ, how can you love her like Christ? So collapse years of your Christian walk so that you can actually love her like Christ and collapse years. Man, you study for your career. You study, if you like bow hunting, man, you know everything about it. If you like black powder rifle, if you, if you like fishing, if you like football, you know all the scores, all the stats, all the quarterbacks. What do you know about being an elite level husband? Imagine you put the same time into understanding how to be an elite level husband as you put into the nonsense of video games and hunting and fishing and football and bowling and, and the other things that men like to do. So you need to collapse decades of learning how to be an elite level husband because the divorce bomb is, is ticking. And now, so you ascend this inner man, you ascend this outer man. The next step is you got to ascend your queen. What does that mean? It means get her back on her throne so she feels like a queen and a wife. How do you do that? It means so she's treated consistently and reliably in a way she can trust like a queen, meaning you never hurt her and you always take care of her. What does that mean, brothers? What that means is you have ascended your inner king. You have ascended your outer king. And now with these two things, and she's getting a hit of dopamine in every interaction, she's feeling better in every interaction. Now for the first time, it's actually worth it to, to break the shutdown, to start talking to you, to have the conversations. And by the way, when you listen to other marriage coaches out there who say how to save your marriage without talking, that is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Women need to talk this stuff through. Now, does that say that your actions are not more important? No. 
How you show up is 59 60th, then the words you speak and the things you do is 1 60th. But you can show up great and be her emotional boyfriend, or you can be her, her, her passionate lover if you actually act and say and do and talk about these things like an elite level husband. So the third stage, ascend your queen, make her feel like a woman, make her feel like a wife, make her feel like a queen by the way you show up, by the things that you say, by the things that you do. And with your elite level husband communication skills, navigate those conversations to convince her that the frog in the fairy tale that she married by mistake has actually, it might've taken him years or decades, has actually ascended and risen from the ashes of the frog is the king who stands before her. Now, man, do you think a simp can do that? Do you think a cuck can do that? Do you think an incel can do that? And if you do, turn this video off because you will never get it, brother. This is the hardest stuff you will ever have to do. But it's also the most valuable because here is where happiness breaks out. Here is where you get a laughing, dancing, tickling, teasing, playing, cuddling girl who straddles your lap when it's halftime who grabs you and pulls you behind closed doors and locks the door and says, the kids are watching a TV program. It's going to be up loud. We've got 30 minutes. A woman who smiles more than you could ever remember, laughs more than you could ever remember, looks at you with eyes of desire and respect and appreciation and attraction. And all of these things get better every year. Do you think that's the life that Simpson cooks have or incels have? I don't think so either. But if you think that walking away from a woman every time there's a problem in a relationship and saying bye Felicia and all these other internet memes, if you think that's how you're going to have people around your bed crying when you're 90 something years old because you have been such an incredible man and because you have made everyone around you feel better about themselves and you have added so much joy and blessing to their life because you have literally been receiving and reflecting the love of the Holy Trinity and, and teaching everyone in your family to love each other that way in that utopian way of suffering for, suffering with, serving without expectation and forgiving when it's not returned that you are not the average family out there that is fighting and not talking and, 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 and infighting and causing problems and hurting and divorcing and broken homes and blended families. Like that stuff is not your legacy, man. Your legacy is a legacy of love. Your legacy is a legacy of wealth. Your legacy is a legacy of health. Your legacy is a legacy of a closer everyday walk with Jesus and leading up to and hearing, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter the kingdom of heaven and receive your rewards. Look over your life. Look over what you accomplished. Look what you did for Jesus and, and be proud of who you are because, because God is proud of you. That is not a simp. That is not a cuck. That is not an insult. That is a man, a leader, a king, a lion, a warrior. That is a man. That is a Christian warrior. That is a guy who understands why God put him on this earth and he becomes that man. And so how do you become this man? Because by the way, here's another thing. When you get her to that third stage and you've ascended your queen, there's still one stage left. And what that is, is you've got to ascend your kingdom. Now her heart armor is down. She expects you to not make the same mistakes you did, to not backslide, to not start shrinking and contracting, but to continue expanding. And as you expand, you're expanding in all areas of your life and you're leading her to her idea of her best self. You're leading her to her own sanctification, just like Ephesians 5.26 says. You're leading her to something that is better in every area of her life every day. And you can look her in the eye and tell her that, you, that I'm as bad as I'll ever be for you today and tomorrow I'll be better. And every day will get better because you are doing this work. 
And so how are you going to do this, man? How are you going to pull off collapsing decades of sanctifying work, collapsing decades of elite level husband study, collapsing decades of how to navigate and resolve these issues efficiently, and collapsing decades of how to keep this growing and expanding? How are you going to do it before the divorce bomb goes off? How are you going to do it before she moves out or she files papers or the divorce becomes final? And so if you want help with that, what I want to tell you is go to www.realmanrevolution.com. Start there.